Welcome to the latest First Voice Monthly Roundup podcast brought to you by First Voice Magazine, the official flagship magazine of the Federation of Small Businesses and the go-to podcast for news tips and important information for small businesses and the self-employed. This episode is our June Small Business Roundup in which we will take a look at some of the important issues hitting the headlines at the moment and which you need to be aware of right now as small business owners. To help us look at issues this month, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by three guests. Um, to begin with, Craig Beaumont, Chief of External Affairs at FSB, and Ruth McElroy, Communications and Public Affairs Advisor at FSB Scotland, are going to talk to us about FSB's new digital resource hub to support and encourage LGBT plus entrepreneurship and promote inclusivity in workplaces. And then after that, Adrian Innes, Chief Revenue Officer of small business financing platform Finpoint, will talk to us about trends we are seeing in terms of small business bank lending and how you can obtain finance if some of the traditional routes are no longer as open to you as they once were. Thank you all for for joining. Craig and Ruth, I'll start with you, if I may. Um, can you just start by telling us what the new digital LGBT, LGBT plus hub is for exactly? Is it to support LGBT plus business owners or to help business owners better support their staff or indeed both? Thank you. So well, this, this actually came from discussions with FSB members, FSB LGBT plus members and with the government that was launching a new set of initiatives around LGBT plus entrepreneurship. So there was a clearly a gap for an online digital hub, which gave advice and help for LGBT plus entrepreneurs. Uh, and in that kind of gap, we thought, well, why can't FSB fill that? We see large corporates doing a, you know, a, a Pride Month, which is around about now, doing a, a rainbow wash of their logo. You see the rainbow flag across everything from, you know, trains on the rail network or the other day, the raw mint launched a new Pride Rainbow coin, and Sainsbury's are filling their stores with rainbow bunting. This all feels good and a bit generic, but also not massively meaningful. So we wanted to think, okay, if the UK has 500,000 small business owners who are LGBT+, what do we do? Where do what do they need? Do they need uh, a space? Do they need somewhere where they can swap stories and swap advice? Um, and do they need somewhere where they can um, order assets and things that they can then use? So we decided to build one. Uh, the primary audience is LGBT plus business owners. So whether you're a small business owner, a small employer, or a sole trader, that's the primary audience. But we're also going to move into areas about supporting LGBT staff later on. Uh, and we have had piles of positive feedback, and we're very proud about it. Great. And, you know, Ruth, what, what, what sort of resources and support can small business owners find there? Yeah, so I think it's really important to us that we speak to the community um, and as a community that we are representing voices from the breadth of the LGBT spectrum. So front and centre, uh, absolutely first and foremost, are our member stories. So we have small business owners from across the country who represent different intersections within the LGBT community, who have different experience, who have told us what it is like for them to be running their small businesses as members of the LGBT community um so while that is first and foremost we have a lot of we have a bunch of other stuff on there uh personally i'm quite fond of we have little pride badges uh so it's an fsb rainbow logo which is not um quite what craig described a minute ago as uh rainbow washing you know i think 
Uh, I, for one, am really proud to work for an organisation where, whilst we have admittedly slapped a rainbow on our logo, uh, we've done so much more to support it. But it's a very neat little enamel badge, and you can go on there and grab your own if you'd like it. We also have uh, a few more physical and digital assets, uh, so posters to kind of mark that yours is an inclusive workplace. And I think, uh, to go to what Craig was speaking to a moment ago, that's into the piece about making sure that employees as well as employers feel supported is by it's a way of signaling that this is a safe space which is something that's really important for um the lgbt plus community and then last but by no means least we also have an online free uh monthly networking event where uh, lgbt members of the small business community can come together and discuss their experiences I was just going to add, add to that, you know, if, if you think about our membership, while we think, you know, maybe half a million small businesses will have a direct in, interest as their own identity and their own business, um, actually, as you look forward, it will be those who are looking to improve their workspaces who maybe then grow as a number. Um, but the core membership offer, the core member services that we offer are for all members. I think that's important to reiterate. We aren't, we're not providing new services. This is just a resource. This is additional to all the brilliant benefits that all, all members get. So we're not being, if you like, reducing it and targeting it. We are. We think this is for everyone. Okay, and you talked a bit about, you know, why FSB feels the right organisation to offer this. And you talked about, you know, being inclusive of all all groups. But, you know, how exactly can this type of hub help small business owners to grow and develop their business? Is, you know, what are some of the numbers behind that? Increasing numbers of diverse groups growing a business. I think we are way beyond the time when, you know, we used to have a stage where 80% of businesses were run by very similar people. You know, older people, white people, male, male, you know, that was the population. And in fact, we're now seeing a third of businesses and more and rising are women business owners. We've got 25% say they have a, a health condition or disability. We're seeing young people really arrive and change the business world as they do. You no longer need to wait for years and then decide later to set up a business. Um, and we're seeing side hustles in particular taking over as people in jobs start a business idea as a hobby and then monetize it, then it grows. Uh, you know, all these different groups are now appearing. And what is it interesting for me is actually later on, we'll be looking at older workers again, people who have come to the end of their working life as they think working in a, you know, working for someone else who are made redundant. They become, at the moment, they become economically inactive. We've seen half a million people becoming economically inactive who've decided that standard work is not for them. And we know, speaking to FSB members, that actually setting up in small business is the way forward. You know, this might be the life for them. So I think you're seeing this diversity break through right across the small business movement. And I think this therefore plays into that and is a really good thing. Okay. And is this backed, I understand this is sort of backed by UK government. There are some other pretty influential bodies behind it. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We've been we've been really pleased by the support that the UK that the UK government, sorry, has given us. Uh, so Mike Freer, the Equalities Minister, uh, has provided us with um, some nice content, reiterating the UK government's support. And indeed, uh, the former UK government LGBT plus business champion Ian Anderson is again one of the kind of cornerstone figures on our resource hub, sharing um, his experiences and his views. So it's been really, really great to get that high level senior governmental support and know that we have the backing 
uh, from such high authorities, but nevertheless, it is also important to us that we represent the breadth and the plurality, you know, um, at FSB, one of our kind of core mission values is that we want to represent the breadth and the plurality of the small business community. And certainly that applies to representing the breadth and the plurality of the LGBT community. So certainly whether that's getting involved with local pride events, which will be running throughout the summer, whether that's um, getting in touch with some of these businesses that are attending our networking sessions, uh, arranging visits with them, perhaps linking them in with local politicians and bringing their experiences to local stakeholders. Uh, we're really, really proud and pleased to be able to kind of, you know, hit the intersections of, so for example, if you are in a remote rural area and you're an LGBT business person, uh, you'll face a range of challenges that relate to both of those facts for example. Um, so it's important that we're able to kind of bring to light what the impact of both of those factors is. And I think we come from a place of expertise in dealing with um, our local staff and our local circumstances. Uh, so being able to bring that experience to bear on a whole different set of identities and opportunities and challenges that come with that set of identities is something that we're really excited about. And is there an element here that you know, um, that the, the resource such as this can help some business leaders overcome perhaps some of the unconscious bias that they might have and, you know, perhaps don't even realise that they're disadvantaging certain groups. Is there a resource there to help with that sort of thing? Um, there is, but I, I do worry that some of these words can scare people off, like unconscious bias. Um, if you if you talk words that challenge people, then you often get people's backs up. I mean, what you want to do, people don't want to be preached to. We know this from our members. They want to, They do want to do the right thing. So if you like, we're playing into that idea where, and obviously LGBT plus small business owners, the primary audience, and they want to share each other's experiences, uh, connect. And that's really what FSB's bread and butter is. It's what we do. It's literally what we do, connecting small businesses with other small businesses. Um, but the secondary market is going to be actually interesting as we develop it. So as small employers want to make sure they're looking after their LGBT plus workforces, so people in the workforce who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, um, or any of the other areas within the plus, a lot of people reach out for information and they don't know where to go. So they often go to the government. Well, maybe they can go to a business association actually as well, because we've got expertise now where they can, you know, as they're planning their recruitment, if they're planning um, how to operate, they can come and talk. Uh, and we do find that, especially at the moment when there's a skill shortage, there's real trouble recruiting people. It is an employee's market out there that having that, thing that says I am an, an inclusive workspace you know look at what I'm doing in this area that does attract more candidates it certainly attracts more LGBT plus candidates but actually I think it attracts more people who look at that as a measure of a good business doing the right thing now you don't have to get everything perfect you don't have to get every you know you don't have to be able to spell the long acronym of LGBT plus and all the rest but it's just about doing the right thing um, and the number of people who have come forward that said, we, ne we haven't thought about this before, and this is cool, uh, is really, really positive. Um, and FSB itself set up um, an ally scheme. So my straight colleague set up an ally scheme, which led to the PIM badge, which we're now rolling out to members. And you just look at that as a project and go, you know what, that came from a group of people trying to do the right thing. Uh, and it makes me proud as an employee of FSB to see that happening. Okay, and if people want to go to the business organisation for that resource and that information, where exactly do they go, Ruth? 
So very straightforward. It's just fsb.org.uk forward slash together. Uh, but if you come to our website, fsb.org.uk, it is living, sitting nice front and center, at least throughout the duration of Pride Month. Brilliant. Thanks very much, both of you. I want to move on to another topic that's been pretty um, prominent in the media in recent weeks, given um, lots of what's going on around um, around cost of living and um, other sort of economic uh, climate. And Adrian, I'd like to talk to you a little bit around that. And that's sort of bank lending trends to small businesses. What, what trends are we seeing in this space at the moment? Um, I understand it's becoming more difficult for businesses to attain bank lending. I think you're absolutely right. It is becoming more difficult to to obtain bank funding. Uh, We've had periods of Bibble, we've had Sybil, we've had a recovery loan scheme that's uh, due to come to an end, which is soon to be replaced by this new government scheme at three billion pounds per year. Uh, that they're looking to put out, but what we've what we've seen in the marketplaces is banks have been inundated with applications from their own customers for bounce back loans or civil loans. You know the civil loans up to two hundred fifty thousand pounds without uh, guarantee, and that's been the go to proposition. It's now going to go back to you know looking at alternative funders and challenger banks that are coming into the market with their own proposition, and the chance to actually uh, you know get funding from there. You know, so what we what we found certainly is that uh, you know the, the the UK banking banking landscape has changed, and it's no longer relying on your existing bank to fund. Uh, you know, shop around and use the marketplace and use alternatives that uh, can provide that. Right. And, you know, Bank of England figures show the annual growth rate of lending to small businesses is at an all-time low. What impact does that have on small businesses? What risks does it pose to them? And I guess particularly, you know, at a time when they are, they've been through a period of some of those challenges that you just mentioned and other challenges coming down the line. Yeah, I suppose so. We'll look at impact and we'll look at risk and uh, the impact is, 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 you know, it's 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 there for it's they've been through businesses have been through two and a half years of turmoil. They've been through the pain of, you know, the bounce back loan, the civil loans and, and looking at that opportunity and their their turnover hasn't recovered. You know, not yet. And uh, banks are placing uh, you know, affordability ahead of serviceability and they're looking at affordability from a point of view that uh, is is wrong from my position you know they're they're looking at 2020 accounts 2021 accounts which is uh, you know impractical they should be looking at the 19 and then allowing a forecast forward to 23 to see where they can actually the business can recover Uh, in in relation to you know how they recover it's it's you know they they need additional funding you know, the, the three month of lockdown we thought was going to happen, happened to be two years. You know, it was, uh, you know, seismic and in, in compared to what we thought it was going to be. You know, so 90 billion of funds out under civil or bibble and bounce back, you know, into recovery loan, which is, again, not as much uptake in recovery loan. And then you've got the, the new government scheme that's coming in. So, you know, it's, it's looking at all alternative options that can actually, uh, you know, fund what you're looking for. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, there the new uh, government 
three billion pound a year loan guarantee scheme that will replace the broad set of emergency financial support measures that were brought in during the pandemic to support businesses. How is that change going to impact small businesses in terms of accessing the liquidity they need? To be honest, it's not. Is my honest opinion uh, because it's uh, it's moving back to EFG Enterprise Finance Guarantee or Small Firm Loan Guarantee, which these were these these were both funds that were pre you know, uh, the COVID and the Sybil funds, and they were never taken up by funders and banks didn't promote them. Banks specifically didn't promote them and uh, they didn't like them. You still need the, you know, the personal guarantee, you know, when I've read about it this morning, you know, uh, so I, I don't see 3 million or 3 billion actually making an indent into what we actually need in the marketplaces now, which is solid support for businesses under a recovery scheme to continue. And what else would you like to see from government to sort of stimulate lending to, to small businesses? It's it's difficult. I'd, I'd probably like to see UK Business Finance and British Business Bank come into the pot uh, and, and put a lot more sort of pressure on, you know, funders effectively, the high street funders to actually make, uh, you know, a difference in, in, in relation to funding. You know, we, we're finding that the high street banks are lending to their own customers to a certain degree or they're restructuring to their own customers to a certain degree. And that's where they're getting the figures from when they, they publish figures about lending and it's a case of uh, restructuring. But it's about, you know, looking at the 19 financials and then projecting to 23. Lots of alternative routes for, for, for businesses to take in terms of sort of accessing finance and funding and liquidity. Um, so we, we've done podcasts on that previously, looking at that in, in great detail. Your organisation provides a platform to access some of that. Can you just give us a quick overview of a couple of the options that, that small businesses might be more likely to take as alternative routes to, to accessing finance? Yeah, so I suppose that, you know, if you're using the funding platform, you've got 136 different funders on, on panel. You've got over 200 products. So if you look at invoice finance, asset finance, you know, uh, recovery, not recovery loan scheme, but, you know, uh, overdraft facilities, term loans, commercial, unsecured, bridging, you know, whatever. So there's, there's various routes to, to sort of secure funding and it's making sure that you get the right funding for the right purpose. Uh, we're finding a lot of, of challenger banks. Starling, for example, have, have come into the market. They started off with, you know, a recovery loan scheme. They will expand that and, and grow into that market there as well. You know, and, and these are all opportunities for shopping around, you know, finding the right business, uh, the, the right funder, the right platform that will actually help you. Fantastic. Listen, uh, Ruth, Craig, Adrian, thank you so much for for taking us through those uh, key small business announcements and stories that are in the the headlines right now as part of our monthly Small Business Roundup podcast series. That was really helpful. Thank you also to our audience for listening uh, to this episode. While I have your attention, I would just like to remind you that you can subscribe to the First Voice podcast to receive regular updates and guidance on the big issues affecting small businesses. And do please also also remember that you can find a whole host of additional webinars, podcasts and other content on the First Voice website at firstvoice.fsb.org.uk. Many thanks.